Prickly ash is a herb that works very, very well in chilblains. Um, and I've used it a lot with my clients in the past. And so that one would go in a circulatory mix. You know, we've got to think of ginkgo as well for that microcirculation. And then, of course, food-wise as well, we've got black pepper and turmeric as well. They're both warming and circulatory stimulants. We really want to encourage that stimulation, um, that circulation of, you know, we don't want blood stasis, as it's called, um, in the Chinese system. We really want that um, that movement and that's really going to help as well with our person to you know with vitality if we're actually giving these foods and nutrients herbs to really encourage that vitality and improve the vitality and circulation of the person hello and welcome mentoring with geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths nutritionists herbalists and practitioners this podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. So how are you today? I spent the weekend getting really cold and really wet, which has what has motivated me to talk to you about chillblains, which I don't have and I didn't get. But I was still freezing an hour after getting totally drenched in a torrential downpour. And um, so I figured let's talk about something that you may well see in clinic. And if you're someone who's not a practitioner and you found yourself here on the site, then your practitioner can totally help you out with this one. So let's start with, you know, what are chillblains? So they're pretty horrible. They're itchy, swollen, painful lumps on the skin. And it's after exposure to cold, but normally above zero degrees because below zero degrees, obviously we're going to get frostbite and we're going to get burns. But the um, this is this is a when you get really cold and the circulation isn't so good. So it usually affects the fingers and toes, but you know it can appear on the nose and ears, but it's not as common there, especially in Australia. So they don't cause lasting damage and it normally heals over a few weeks, but it's painful, it's uncomfortable, really sensitive to cold. So, you know, blisters can form, you can have, you know, it can be itchy, reddish blue color of the hands, you can have swelling and pain due to all that inflammation. So it's very uncomfortable. And, um, you know, it's caused by those changes to the blood vessels in response to the cold. You know, we vasoconstrict and then we boom out there and um, we become very, very sensitive to the cold. And, you know, the all of the reasons for poor circulation and sensitive skin are in there as well. So when we think about treating them, there's, you know, stay warm. Don't go out into torrential downpour thinking you can't help yourself. You've got to have the exercise. Um <laughs> you know wear gloves stay warm you know move the hands move the feet so that you've got that circulation but you know I mean creams on there really help so warming creams you know like a hypericum cream shushlet salts um, there's a Walida cream there's all sorts of branded creams out there that are really good for this circulation problem herbally we're going to really want to warm that person up we're going to want to get you know that base metabolic rate on the go we're going to want to get the circulation going um, and we can do that through foods 
so we can put ginger in the diet. Now, I'm sure you've had a cup of ginger tea and it's hot and spicy. Have you ever had ginger tea that you've allowed to infuse over the whole day? So I always say fresh ginger tea, about the top of your little finger. So from the joint upwards, it's about that much ginger sliced thinly into a cup and then boiling water on top. I've made it in a flask one day because I wanted to drink it during the day and stay warm. And I'm not actually that keen on ginger, so I knew it was going to take me longer to drink it. And um, so because I was making more than one cup, I used sort of the equivalent of two ends of my little finger. And over the day, the flavor became totally different. It wasn't that sharp, spicy, spiky taste as it was when it was first made. But there was this real depth and warmth. It was absolutely delicious as the day went on and as it infused in that flask. Of course, we can put ginger and cayenne in our food. We can drink it as tea. Prickly ash is a herb that works very, very well in chilblains. Um, and I've used it a lot with my clients in the past. And so that one would go in a circulatory mix. You know, we've got to think of ginkgo as well for that microcirculation. And then, of course, food-wise as well, we've got black pepper and turmeric as well. They're both warming and circulatory stimulants. We really want to encourage that stimulation, um, that circulation of, you know, we don't want blood stasis as it's called um, in the Chinese system. We really want that um, that movement. And that's really going to help as well with our person to, you know, with vitality. If we're actually giving these foods and nutrients, herbs to really encourage that vitality and improve the vitality and circulation of the person. Nutritionally, we'd want to be looking at vitamin D, K, E, C. All of those, you know, have loads of components to do with our circulation, with everything that's going on in the body, you know, all of the microcirculation, the mucosal membranes. All of those are going to help with that circulation, as is quercetin and, and lipoic acid. Because of when we think of lipoic acid, we think of blood sugar. And people, it might be that the person in front of you has chillblains, but they might actually have an underlying blood sugar dysregulation starting or happening. Then, of course, we need zinc for everything, really. Um, so it's a really good idea to make sure that the zinc status is up there. And um, it might be that they need zinc during this time. Now, omega-3 is something else, you know, it's really good to have all, you know, nourish from within is what I always think of when I think of the omegas. I always think we're nourishing from within. We're giving all the right things to help smooth that blood and smooth that blood's way around the body. Like olive oil, people take olive oil, you're smoothing from within, you're supporting from within. You know, adding all these aromatics to food add, um, means that your client they come to you once for that herbal mix um, because we can do it in the short term they have the herbal mix the um, creams for the hand all the warming all the education um, but then the ongoing foods and improvement to foods for their circulation will mean that they probably don't need to come back to us for the chillblains but chances are they've got other underlying problems if they've got that sort of poor circulation so they're going to need support with diet change and implementation of these warming foods into the diet so just sort of do a quickie on chillblains because i got so cold at the weekend so um hopefully it's warm wherever you are and um, and if it's not then this might be in readiness for when your winter comes depending on where you are in the world so i hope you're having an absolutely brilliant day and um and that's my quickie for today my bite-sized podcast and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review 
and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients and practice. Bye for now.